Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It is another week and another episode of the Buddha Brothers Podcast. You got Kyle and Eric. And today we want to talk about the mythical land of the unknown. <sighs> Tell me more. What happens <laughs> when you don't know what the future holds? And the place I think where we can make it mo- most evident is when you're in a sparring session. And you get into deep water, and you're getting beat like a bad habit. And you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, or how I'm going to survive this, or make it out of this. And like, you don't want to tap, or you don't want to like, just get out of there. So you cowboy up, and you're like, okay, I don't know the answer, but I know that if I try something, it's better than doing nothing. Yeah. And I could recently think I was in a choke, right? I'm like, okay, I'm freaking stuck here. What do I do? Okay, tuck my chin. Oh, okay. Feels good. I could breathe here. Yeah. All right. I got some time. Uh, try to wiggle my hips out. Oh, okay. Got them to the floor. Okay. Yeah. Turn and face. And you just gradually mm-hmm. find the answer by trying little things. Mm-hmm. And seeing if it worked. Oh, that didn't work. Yeah, this worked. And hopefully you you make it back. But that's not always a guarantee. Sometimes you do have to tap out. But in life and in martial arts, dealing with the unknown is a very difficult thing. It causes massive amounts of stress and anxiety for people, including myself and, and probably yourself. Absolutely. How do you deal with not knowing? I think you first have to accept that there's things in life that are unknowable. There are, we do not know the future. We do not, there are a lot of things that we can predict, but there are more things out of our control in the world that are, than are in our control. So accepting that if there's a lot that's unknowable, the only option you really have is to be adaptable, to, mm-hmm. to adapt to the unforeseen circumstances. And in the maze of life, you have to hit some dead ends. You have to hit the dead ends to know where the dead ends are. Just like in training, I get smothered. Great example. <laughs> Rolling with Kevin Goat. <laughs> He's yeah. a monster. Right. Okay. I will get smothered and I'm, I literally have no idea what to do. And all he's doing, he's not even choking me. But he's just, he's just massive and he's smothering me. And I, for the first couple times, you, like, you're like, literally, there is no answer to this. Mm-hmm. But there is. I just don't know it yet. Right. I haven't learned it yet. But it's there because it can be done. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, cool. If you understand that even though you might not know what to do in the moment, you can learn what to do. And... Everybody in their life has these pivotal moments where you're standing on the edge of a cliff and you could either choose to jump, fly, jump, die, or turn back and just go live life the same way that you could. Right? <laughs> and it, it is there's, it's this trifecta of decisions mm-hmm. because everybody would love to believe that every risk you take and every hard decision you make 
is going to have a positive outcome. That's simply not true, especially in martial arts. That's why there's one UFC champion. Everybody else got beat. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. Yep. You know, you went in there thinking you're top dog, you're alpha, and you got beat. Mm-hmm. Everybody's record generally gets smashed, right? At least once. Yeah. There's a few that made it through. Yeah. But, you know, when you're at the ledge, you have those three options. I'm going to jump and fly, jump and die, or return to business as usual. Mm-hmm. And when you're sitting there in this edge of unknowing, the hardest thing on your body, on your mind, on your state of being is running stories and options and all of these different things that decreases your happiness about all of these options, right? Because you have three. They can all happen from your action, right? You can either do it or not. Do or do not. There is no try. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And that's it. Mm -hmm. It's binary. But when you sit there and spin around in all of the problems, you beat yourself up more times than that decision ever could. Inaction. Yes. Inaction is the worst option. Doing nothing and standing there and running this paralysis by analysis. Mm Mm-hmm. That, not, there, there is no result that comes of it other than you staying stagnant yes. and not growing. And yes, jump and fly and jump and jump and die. Die is an extreme. But if you jump and it doesn't work out, it's an opportunity as well. Yes. Only because you and I have done it way too many times to prove that failing is that acronym, first action in learning, which is going to get you back to the to the drawing board. Go back into the lab. That experiment that you just ran didn't work. Mm-hmm. If you can have the mindset to try and say, why didn't it? What can I do different next time? Oh, what if I do that? Now, that's growth. Yes. You threw out a tester. You jumped, and it failed. And guess what? Statistically, most of them will. Mm-hmm. Most of your attempts aren't going to work. And the biggest lesson, the biggest lessons that you're going to gain are from the ones that don't work. So you have an opportunity to go and hit a success or you have an opportunity to learn. And if that's a different mindset where you're, because the fear of failure is what causes the paralysis. Being scared will cause inaction. It will cause you to stay stagnant. Fear is a powerful force and it's difficult to get over. So if you can get over it by knowing that whatever happens is an opportunity for growth, regardless of the outcome, you're going to grow because you hit the mark or you're going to learn not what to do, which is going to make you stronger the next time you try. And the key is to try again and not get bucked off that horse. Yeah. One thing that has always helped me and it really relates to Budo is being comfortable with death, being Mm. comfortable with the worst worst result. A lot of the situations, like you said, aren't death. Life and death matters. Yeah. 
But if you in your mind can position yourself where you are comfortable that if this action kills me, I will try this business. And if it fails, I will starve and die. I'm okay with that <laughs> because I'm living the life I will chose. Damn. <laughs> you, you're invincible. That's true. Right? You're invincible. And the way I know that it is the proper, most tranquil way to do things is if you go back to ancient times where you have a warrior on a battlefield whose option is to fight and win or they die. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Or flee. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Those were their options. And those warriors stood there. And let's take 300, for example, because it's the most common story that everybody mm -hmm. knows. Those 300 warriors stood there and said, I'm willing to die right now to defend everything I love. Right? And a lot of them did. And they that story is still talked about yeah. today. And you know what? It's, it was probably a good death. Yeah. Dying for something you believe in is probably a good way to go. But they got through the fear of the absolute worst situation. And now I look at that, I'm like, damn. These guys did this action and knew that the outcome was death. Yeah. Here I am worried about my simple little problem. Mm-hmm. Why can't I just try, right? Why can't I just try? And there's there's nothing that, yeah, there's, if you're comfortable with death, none of it matters. Yeah, what, what can stop you? Nothing. It, you, it, That's it, the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. So it's a it's an it's a cheat code. <laughs> it is a cheat code. Morbid as hell. Yeah, <laughs> and, but but a cheat code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dale Carnegie. I took Dale Carnegie training when I when I my first job. Mm -hmm. They paid for it too, so I was like, sweet. I love professional development. Sign me up. Right, and it was really really valuable. There, I learned some really good stuff. And one of the key principles of uh, the program, there was one that was talking about how you need to be comfortable with the worst possible outcome. Right. And often the worst possible outcome rarely happens. Yeah. But if you can get comfortable with that worst possible outcome, that will make you comfortable taking the action. Very rarely does the action, when you say, okay, What's the worst that's going to happen? Well, blah, 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 blah. And it's disaster after disaster. It's like, okay, statistically, real, in reality, how likely is that to happen? It's pretty rare. Yeah. But if you can get comfortable with the worst possible outcome that you can dream up, what do you have to lose? So true. So this is right on point. It's the same principle. Same principle. And it generally, it's never as bad as you think. Yeah. And it's never... As good as you think. Uh -huh. <laughs> it, it, that's that should be a law. Like yeah, you yeah. Know, it's rarely ever as bad as you yeah. think. It's rarely ever as good as you think. It's usually somewhere mm -hmm. in the middle of those two points. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest teachers, though, of just this unpredictableness was COVID. Yeah. 
I bet you everybody started off that year with some type of plan that looked completely and utterly different than what was yeah. going on by the end of that year. Mm-hmm. Who could have planned that? <laughs> I don't think many people had their businesses being forced to shut down on their bingo card. Right. <laughs> that was probably not in the not a consideration. But for the entrepreneurs that went into this business being comfortable knowing that the risks they're taking could not work out and they'd be comfortable with it, they'll be in a position to deal with it from a place of level-headedness and not panic. One of the things that I did all the time when I first started training in jujitsu, and I still do it, is when I get lost and I don't know what to do, I start panicking. Start breathing heavy, start... And guess what? I'm I'm in quicksand. Mm -hmm. I'm digging my own grave. Yeah. It wasn't until I got slapped up the head. Chill out, bro. Quit spazzing. <laughs> I think that's a very common thing when you are in the un- land of the unknown. Yes. You panic. Panic. And and just like in COVID, in martial arts, in a situation, you walk down an alley and you're like, oh man, I don't know what to do in this yeah. situation. Your first thing is panic. Mm-hmm. And even with this self-defense stuff, it's like you have to try to calm yeah. down yeah. and and settle into that moment it's so true how often or can you think of a story where it's it went like this yeah this happened i panicked and it worked out so great <laughs> like, yeah. that is a very rare story yeah that's like a statistical <laughs> stats are pretty low for it's the panic usually i panicked and i, I crashed the car i panicked and d- panic is usually followed by not the outcome you were hoping for mm-hmm. Because when you panic, you lose consciousness. Yeah. You lose the ability to consciously problem solve. Yes. Yeah. And you completely are subject to the moment. Precisely. And and the antidote to panic is calmness. Mm. Calm. When you're drowning and a, and a swimmer's, blah, 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 you, they're, they're panicking because they can't swim. And then, and then someone comes to save them and they're thrashing around. They're going to drown the dude who's gonna hear, who's here to save you. If you just let, let the water take you and let the guy take you to safety. And the cheat code to panic. And this is a universal cheat code. When you're in a state of panic, the first thing to bring you out of that state is to focus on your breath. Yeah. To focus on breathing, right? When you're in that state, your breath, <laughs> that's why all these Navy SEALs, yeah. all of these people teach the, the breathing method. When these fighters go, they work on their breathing method yeah. because it helps you to slow your heart rate. When your heart rate is in that elevated yeah. state, just naturally you're in a state mm-hmm. of panic and when we as humans take the time to practice breathing via meditation via yoga via martial arts via diving via sports it calms us mm-hmm. it it brings us back to center because the breath is life Right, it is the center of all life. Oxygen is how we survive. Without it, it's it it is the simplest thing you could do to get you out of a panic state. Even I find if you are having a crazy intense day and you are in this chaotic mess, 
if you could let go for a moment, take a second to yourself and focus on your breathing, it can really change the trajectory of the day. It's true. I also think there is huge value in bringing awareness yes. to your, how you're feeling. Yes. When you're panicked and you're in a state of panic, like I just said, you are, you are in a state of panic. If you realize you're in a state of panic, even just knowing, whoa, sh- I am freaking out. I'm panicking. Why am I? Breathe. That actually uh, has to happen. Yeah. Before it has to happen first. Yeah. Before you have to be aware that yeah. you're panicking. You have to be aware that you're scared shitless. Hmm. That awareness has to be there. You have to observe it. So how do you improve your awareness? Meditation. That helps. Definitely. And seeing what it feels like. Uh, yeah. I definitely see the value in checking in with yourself. Yeah. In a meditation. I have done practices where you're like, how am I feeling today? What am I angry about? What is on my mind? And like, even just asking yourself those questions, seeing what the first thing that comes into your thoughts is. It's it's a pretty cool tool. Like, I... I I must say that it does help bring awareness to your your thoughts. Being able to observe your thoughts is a muscle. Yeah. <laughs> Being able to observe how you feel. Sometimes people, there's, sh- I know people that are so miserable that they don't even know they're miserable. They're too busy being miserable. Yeah. And why is that guy happy? And blah, 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 and victim and da and blah, blah, and mm-hmm. and. What they don't realize is they're they're in that quicksand. Yeah. You're making it worse. Yeah. If you're like, wow, why am I so pissed off? <laughs> what is it? What is it deep down that's really eating away at me? That's causing me to lash out in other areas that have nothing to do with it. And the realest thing that I was ever taught is that you are the root of all of your problems. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. You are the root <laughs> it's of, the truth. of every all of your problems. And when you take accountability and ownership yeah. of that, it starts to help with awareness too. Big time. Taking ownership, responsibility. That's the other thing. Responsibility. Response ability. Mm-hmm. Are you able to respond? Can you take responsibility for your life? Can you observe? Wow, things are not going my way because of the actions and the decisions that I've been making, hoping for a result that's not happening. Boom. That's that dead end of the maze where you need to be aware enough to look at your situation and drop the ego. Hey, this isn't working or this isn't what I want. That's when you have to make a change. That's when you have to start to dig in to your, the depths of who you are, make some changes and try something new. And everybody is under the belief that we should have it figured out. I don't think one person on this planet has it all figured out. Like, No way. It's impossible yeah. because it is unknown. Everything is unknown. So mm-hmm. no person could have it figured out. That yes. is impossible For unless sure. you're a time traveler. For sure. Right? So this fallacy that everybody's like, man, I should be 
more of this. I should have it figured out. By 30, I should have it figured out. By 40, I should have it figured out. By 50, I should have it figured out. Like, sometimes I look at what a 30 to 40 year old acts like, and I'm like, how are these people teachers? Right? You know? How are these people parents? How are these people leading the industry of in this? Sure. Because you look at them and you're just like, they're just people with the same amount of problems and the same Absolutely. amount of issues as everybody else. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes, you know, they get put on a pedestal because they're in this role or in this position, yeah. even to themselves. Like, oh man, I'm a doctor. I have to be this or like. I'm worth millions of dollars. I should feel happy. Mm -hmm. I got it made. I got it figured out. <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is, is I, like you, you were saying, I should have it figured out by I'm 30. I should have it figured out by I'm 40. Sure, you could figure out the things that a 30 or 40-year-old should be figuring out. But guess what? By the time you're 40, you got a whole new set of issues right. that you didn't have because you've achieved a certain level and life is not going to quit throwing things at you. And how many times do you wish like, man, if I could go back in time, I would do it this way and uh, it would just come so much change. easier, yeah. but that's impossible because you wouldn't have learned the lesson that gave you the knowledge through challenge. So it's, it's, it's a fun mind experiment, but it's impossible. That's why you have to be open when challenges come your way, welcome them right. because there's something there to learn. There's something there that it, it's there to teach you something. Yeah. Even if it's something, how not to do something. Right. Buddha Brothers Challenge. Oh, I think try and every day check in with yourself. That I was like good that. advice. Mm -hmm. That's a really good one. And if you're new to meditation, set up a time where you're going to do this. Could be for one minute. Could be for 30 could be in the between of those extremes and just sit there in silence and if you don't know what to do either focus on your breath by counting it or just ask yourself how am i feeling today mm -hmm. that's a good practice Great and i practice. think that will bring awareness to how you feel and then with that awareness you can snap yourself out of a state of panic a state of fear state of misery mm -hmm. that there's nothing more there's nothing more uh, valuable than that ability to unleash the pressure valve that is causing that turmoil by becoming aware of it love it beautiful all right that's it until next week until next week <laughs>